And we begin tonight with the massive rallies across America. Teenagers leading the charge from New England to California. Hundreds of thousands taking part in the March for Our Lives, demanding tougher gun control laws and an end to school shootings. Officials planning for at least half a million people in Washington, D.C., crowds as far as the eye can see, 175,000 in New York alone, a sea of people in Atlanta, St. Paul, Dallas, and Los Angeles. The movement led by survivors of the shooting rampage that killed 17 people at Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, and more than 800 events taking place around the world. You're listening to The Devil's Advocate, where we talk about news and current events. I'm your host, Brandon Condit. And I'm also your host, Mitchell Hernandez. Our goal at The Devil's Advocate is to provoke thought by introducing viewpoints and information that isn't readily available in the mainstream media. It's in truth a conversation where an independent liberal, like myself, and an independent conservative, like myself, can share different viewpoints without the typical disdain for one another that we see all too often in politics. So with that, let's get started. Google is among the latest companies taking a stand against gun violence. Starting next month, Google-owned YouTube will ban videos that show how to assemble firearms or install certain parts. Yes, and actually, I'm glad that you said it this time, because I was listening to the last episode over the week, and I kept thinking to myself, like, why every week do I start the show with, we're back? It, of course we're it, back, you pressed fucking play. Yeah, you, like, you downloaded us, or found us, so of course we're here. I love that, like, it makes me <laughs> right. laugh, though, because, like, it, it, like, I know it's coming, so I'm always waiting, like, there we go. It's official now. Right, the... The reason it is, honestly, is because I do listen to it. Like, the majority of the media that I consume is on the radio. So I just, like, if you notice that I have, like, these weird quirks that seem very radio-ish. And that's because I've been listening. Like, that's how I've consumed media for close to a decade now. Um, f- mostly. So, so yeah, that's why I do it. But you know that we're back because you fucking found it so duh anyway um how have you been so before we get (laughs) yeah i've been okay it's been it's been weird you remember how last week i started the show by saying i'm on zero sleep and blah 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 blah. yeah fuck that last week was nothing this week has been crazy and i do want to start out the show by shouting out i also will do like a quick disclaimer i always talk about stacy and just say her name um but for argument's sake, because we're engaged and not married, I call her my wife in every other facet of, of life. So I'm going to start doing that here um, because that's how I normally say it. And it's always weird to me when I say it any other way. And then one day um, soon we'll get married and the person that I've been calling my wife, I will announce is actually my wife. But I have to I have to shout out um, my wife because I have a, an unbelievable amount of respect um for what she is what she's able to do i haven't fucking slept for like days (laughs) and i'm losing my mind and not only 
did she do that longer than me through the work week and and has like she's done she's just unbelievably amazing at what well, she does she, I, i'm very she also puts up with you so you know <laughs> she does yeah and that's a task in and of itself so like i like hats off so i just want to i just want to throw that out there yeah hats off she she's an amazing woman and, that, and i'm very very lucky I, that that she's the first love, i'm doing this i with love that we naturally got praise in for a woman on the episode around international women's day like it felt right like it there you go organically happened <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that wasn't even that wasn't even planned. I just like my my going insane over the last couple of days has made me just step back and be like, "Wow, she handles this shit way better than me." <laughs> um so so shout out to Stacy for that. I I very much appreciate it. So, a whole week has gone by since the last time recorded, and so that meant America was overdue for a school shooting, of course, because that's what we do in America. Um and so, again, we see another shooting uh, last week in, I believe, it was Maryland, I believe. I can't, off the top of my head, I don't have the school's name. Um, but the story basically was that a kid ran in with a handgun, and he, um, I guess he his target was his now ex-girlfriend, um who broke up with him or whatever and i don't know if he took her hostage but somehow like she was shot in the head i believe um another 14 year old kid was shot as well and then the in, the entire thing like ended up in i believe a locker room where there was a standoff with a resource officer gunfire exchange and the gunman was killed um, yeah, it was the Great Great Mills High School in Maryland. You are correct about that. Okay. Yeah. yeah I I knew I knew that it was I knew it was in Maryland, but yeah, he um, shot himself. A female student, which I guess is a girlfriend, and then another male student was also killed. And I believe we've had like right. I think now at this point like thirty seven kids shot since uh, Florida, which wasn't that long really? ago. I believe which, so. No, which was like what a. It was like five weeks ago. Yeah, right? a little over Maybe a month. A month ago. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like we need we need. Well, and then there was the other story too, which is not it's not a school shooting, um, but there was the other uh, story over that that came out I think over last weekend when we were recording um, the last episode, but that a nine year old kid shot his 14 year old sister to death. He shot her in the back of the head over a Xbox controller. Um, And like, I'm not going to, we're not going to dissect every single shooting story because they are so commonplace now, but America needs a a culture. Yeah. It's more just, Um, it's more these stories add up to a, to paint a landscape and it, and it honestly just, it really adds up to a prelude to what we saw a few days ago with the March on uh, Washington. Yeah. And really the marches everywhere, like worldwide. Yeah. They were, they were here. They were all over the place. I mean, yeah, it was, it was crazy. So that, um, I think that's probably what we should, the, the biggest focus, um, because I think it's the biggest story right now is the, is the whole gun thing in its entirety. And so this weekend we have seen now the, um, what was it? The March for our lives. Yeah. Um, which did you see how, it, how big that was? How huge the turnout was? Oh my was? God. 
The rest, yeah, the, the, it was almost it was almost as big as Trump's inauguration yeah. crowd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so. Um, nice. You know what we didn't do before we just like ran into this episode? We didn't explain where Mitch was. He's just being quiet right now. He's yeah, he's, he's sitting he's, here. Um, he's but, here no, nodding is, and agreeing with all of my points. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, Mitch had um, some family stuff come up this weekend, so um, we Frank and I figured we'd just jump into this. But um, so anyway, but the the march for our lives really this this movement was. You know, every time there's a shooting, we we don't talk about gun control. But this movement really got brought on by the kids of Parkland um, after that shooting a month ago or whatever, five weeks ago. Um, and you know, you keep hearing the you keep hearing you, the typical arguments are being played out on both sides. The the Democrats have jumped on to the gun control thing, and uh, Republicans are, you know. Republicans, they're very anti t- doing anything about guns, which I still don't understand. I'll never understand. Um, but basically, I think the idea there is that if if you talk about re- rearranging any kind of law, then you're stealing our guns. Um, and that I don't think that that's the case. I also think it's disrespectful to the to the victims in these types of cases i think the arguments that i've heard from fox about the march for our lives have been very disrespectful yeah you're right maybe maybe these are kids and you know we've stated that every time we've talked about this since it happened kids aren't geniuses they're not the smartest people in the world they haven't experienced life as long as adults right so they're they don't have a fully developed um theology or ideology yeah, i but would say and i think I, I, but even saying that though i think i think they made some p- points that even like respected journalists or uh t- you know tv Absolutely. anchors don't make oh, and yeah. i think that's part of the anger it was like wow you just laid that out better than yeah. i could and i have a you know a nationally syndicated show right well and i think too that like that first of all my description was a generalization i think that at, as like generally if you took every 17 year old you could say yeah that's not a smart the smartest group of people but there's always the anomalies right like there and these kids have made some amazing points um they've also made some wrong points in my opinion like i've looked at some stuff and been like okay well i think that's a step too far or i think you know but i think that it's good I think it's a good conversation. I think it's a conversation that we need. And I think that, you know, every time that we see a mass shooting or every time that we see something like this, um, first of all, we, we always jump to it's not the time right now, which has always irritated the hell out of me because it never seems to be the time. And um, it always gets forgotten quickly. And it's harder to it's harder for the talking heads to write this one off when you've got thousands of people in the streets yeah um, and and you know anger that's been here for you know since Vegas but really since you know Parkland which was you know what five months over a month ago these things well, are usually really gone since, by now and this one I mean, isn't and I would say that's because these kids aren't letting it go they're still you know 
they're still making the news and still like they're you know they're putting on rallies they're staging a walkout yeah yeah they are and i think you know i keep seeing people online um post stuff like oh what was one conversation i was having the other day this this lady had said that you know you could you could have as many protests as you want but you're not going to change the second amendment okay maybe not but they're going to they're going to change policies um, yeah, and I don't think they want to change ev- the Second Amendment. I don't think their thought – I don't even – I mean, some of those kids I know did, like, let's take all the guns, and that was kind of their thought process. But I think a lot of those kids were more under the thought of, like, why the hell is an AR-15 considered a, you know, an, a justifiable weapon to own? Like, where does it stop? And at what point does firepower become too much for a citizen to have? Well, and Mitch made a point a long time ago. Um, well, it probably wasn't actually that long ago, but it was one of the other times that we had talked about guns. And he had said that um, that the AR-15 is like it is the it's the trend, right? Like, okay, maybe maybe banning this gun won't do anything, but you have to look at it and say that like it is the common thread here like you see ar-15s yeah. um more well, often than not and that was one of the things going back to the the first little bit that we talked about the shooting in maryland that where the where a good guy with a gun is the reason that that turned out okay um i feel like we're remiss to not mention when that was being covered that like this this kid had a handgun had he had an ar-15 like the typical school shooter I don't know if a good guy with a gun would have been enough yeah. there. Um, and I, I just, you know, he, I don't like the argument of like banning an AR-15 won't help. All right, well then, like, okay, then what will help? Because like we're all we're trying to, that's that's at least a solution you're offering versus it, oh it won't do anything. Let's keep things the way they are. Well, the, well, we know they're right. not going to get better then, you know. And we well, we've and looked would, at other countries that to, have banned like, weapons, specific weapons, automatic weapons, and it's helped. And if that's the argument yeah. they want to have is if should we ban automatic weapons, let's just get down to that argument and have that argument, you know, because that's probably what we're going to have yeah. to do eventually. No, I agree with you. I also think, too, that um, that like, you know, people say, well, let then why don't we just ban bombs? Right. You always hear that stupid argument. Well, it won't do anything. Car accidents. Why don't we ban cars? Bomb. Like, why don't we make bombs illegal? Bombs are illegal and we don't see a lot of bombings, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what the fucking answer is. I, I, I just do, know do that know the, like there has to be some change because this is at least the 15th time this show has covered this topic of a shooting and, and gun control in different forms over the last year and we have not had any policy changes up until just recently and most of them seem to come right. about because of either these kids or uh, you know c- corporations like YouTube and Citibank or was it Citigroup well and that's what I was that's yeah that's where I was going to work to as well is um so what's ironic about the the fear of the government coming for your guns is that the government isn't coming for your guns. The government's never going to come for your guns because there's one party that is a lobbied by the NRA, which is extremely powerful. And they don't really, whether or not the NRA was well, I don't know, take this sentence with a grain of salt, but like, I think that there is a group of people that are 
people that like guns, and there's nothing wrong with liking guns. No, now, not at all. You can say whether it doesn't make you a bad you know, person. You can no, and it doesn't necessarily fall on party lines either. Um, but you know, so there are there is a general population, a, a certain percentage of the Congress that probably has an interest in guns themselves and is fundamentally against um, doing something about gun laws. Like, that's fine. So I don't think the government's ever really going to act, but Citigroup and YouTube are, Dick's and Walmart are, um, and I think that and so I think if you go back to those types of comments, like I mentioned before, the online comments about, well, they're not that, you know, protest all day. You're not going to change the Second Amendment. No, they may not, because Congress is a bunch of pusses when it comes to actually doing something that matters. But what they are going to do is they're going to force companies like Citigroup and YouTube to change their policies. And, and so we had covered a while ago the fact that Dick's, was I believe they were taking all like uh, high capacity magazines off their shelves, and I think they were taking the AR fifteen off their shelf. Yeah, that um, that's been banned. And, I think by at least Dix, and if not one other big like sports I, retailer, I believe Walmart. Yeah. Walmart too, um, and both companies said they weren't going to sell to people under the age of twenty one. And now Citigroup has come out and has said that well and i don't know if it's city group it's just city um but they basically come out and said they're not going to lend money to any company or any um individual or anybody that's that is selling guns to anyone under the age of 21 or they're not going to lend money to anybody that's selling guns to you know we had talked about that default sell a while ago where yeah where if, name gets run through a database but you don't necessarily have to be cleared your background check doesn't necessarily have to be cleared you um, just have to hope for uh, enough red tape that they can't get to you in time and you just right. de- by default get a gun so now city is saying no f that if you're selling to you can't sell to anybody that hasn't passed a background check um, which, duh, that's a common sense I mean, sense that really measure. should I, have been written with the law in the first place. Like, right, it's not something we should have to self. we should have to amend that. That should have been like, yeah, common sense. That's why we have a background right. check. Yeah. So they're doing that. City's doing that. And that's huge because City is a huge powerhouse in the country. Um, like, as far as lending money and, and yeah. like, they're And a it's just, that's bank. kind of the point is that it's now becoming... Uh, it's becoming like fiscally dangerous to have an association with guns, like because of the way now, that they see the, especially millennials. Like that's their worry. They're playing yeah. the long game. They're saying, "Oh crap, this is going to bite us in the ass ten and fifteen years if we don't get like pretend that we're at least or come off as we're this progressive company." Like it, well, and I think I think too that like it. I don't think it's a bad thing. Like it's good not, for but these I mean, I, I for, take everything good, that the corporation for, does through that lens of money. Like they're oh yeah, they do everything because absolutely. of profits. But you know, in this case, absolutely. It, it's them well, doing the the right thing. You would say. Well, and they've even done studies. Like I've seen studies that uh, that businesses have done that basically are like, hey, tie your tie your business to like green shit like recycling and but you know eco-friendly shit because that's what millennials like um yeah so like yeah they absolutely like it's that's marketing 101 um 
but it's a, but I don't think it's a bad change. Um, and what makes me actually kind of laugh, well, first of all, we'll go into to YouTube before we get into the reaction from both sides, but YouTube's policy changed. Yeah, this one is, I actually thought was kind of bigger than the Citigroup one. And just because well, of I don't the... Think, I, I think in terms of money, City trumps it, but I, I think, I think that in, Yeah, I it, think in terms of, like, uh, impact on the average everyday gun user, YouTube is a place where a lot of people who like guns and probably don't have a ton of money went right. to see stuff. Like, that's going to affect the common everyday man more. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And even, like, non-gun people, like, this is... Anybody who has a stake in this issue, like, this now is going to be... You're going to see... Okay, well, let's get into it first. What YouTube has now said is that they're not... They're going to take down any video that um, is selling a gun. So whether you're a company, like, you could be a you know, a gun dealer. Like, we have one down the street from here called uh, the... Well, let's not. Let's not promote them. (laughs) Why? They don't sponsor the show. You want to send me money, gun guys? That's fine. Um, We'll talk about it, but I'm... Maybe maybe don't shit on you probably. Yeah, maybe don't antagonize <laughs> um, the gun guys. That's especially if they live up the right. street. <laughs> but you know, with but so, shops like yeah. they're not going to be allowed to advertise on YouTube. So yeah, anymore. their policy um, they're it's preventing four things that you can't show how to make a firearm, ammunition, high capacity magazine, or a homemade silencer. Which yeah, that's like Tyler Durden s kind of stuff. Um, you're not allowed <laughs> to show. Uh, any videos that are designed to sell guns or specific accessories, including uh, high-profile, mag- high-capacity magazines. Uh, you cannot show how to convert a firearm into a simulated automatic, and you cannot show how to install such accessories or modifications. Right. Um, no, we, um, we had talked about this. The funniest so, part of the whole thing that I found is the fact that... Uh, some prominent uh, video gun bloggers have said that, uh, A, that it... It's an erosion of their rights, but they've said that they're going to move to Pornhub because, <laughs> dude, I think we've already gone over porn on this show a few times, and like I'm against that. Don't don't ruin a good thing, man. Like you know, I don't want to have to weed through the fucking gun shit. Well, I've heard just, and I've already heard rumors that some people post um, illegal copies of movies, like instead of torrenting them, they post them on Pornhub so you can watch them, and it's not somewhere that's. Uh, uh, really? moni- yeah, that's not. It's not someone that's monitored very well. Like I know, or even some Oscar movies were like showing up. Like, uh, interesting. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, like that. That's how you had to get away with it, right? Like your wife walks into the room or whatever, and is like, "What are you doing?" You're just like, uh, "I'm watching three billboards." Yeah. <laughs> like, what? What are you? I'm doing? watching three billboards Asking. and how to make a homemade silencer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. Oh man. So as you can imagine, the the conservatives and gun people are highly upset about about, about this move they're by they're upset about life, uh, I and, think. Right. Well, at the, for the last few weeks they are, but I think that it really it comes back to these kids forcing an uncomfortable conversation that we all pretend that we want to have for decades. But for 20 years since we were in school, we've been watching kids die in their schools um, instead of having the conversation. Yeah, and you were right because every time it's been, uh, hey, we should talk about guns. Well, not right now. We just had a tragedy. 
And then, you know, right. next tragedy, the exact same conversation happens. Well, people people really, like, kind of go to their own corners on this. That I feel like... I feel like on guns... Now, if you ask the listener... I would my assumption here of my own listeners and just because my assumption of people is that we're not we don't hate guns enough for our liberal listeners probably and we don't like guns enough for our conservative listeners that's what I would imagine Um, but what makes me laugh about this whole situation is that you know, like I understand the anger about this, but it's for years and years and years we've been told the government is going to grab your guns, the Democrats are going to grab your guns. It looks like corporate America is going to grab your guns, and they're going to tell you how they think that the, what their idea of responsible policy is. Um, and to me, when I hear people mad at YouTube or mad at City or mad at Walmart or mad at Dicks for making these policy changes to me it reminds me of the gay cake story right like those it's a policy right you're gonna have to explain that to me the what the gay cake the when the the dude when the gay couple went in to have their their wedding cake baked and the bakers were like nope religious freedom like to me this is kind of the same thing it's not religious freedom but it's you know each individual company makes their own policies every company decides whether they drug test or whether they don't every company decides the type of people that they hire and the criteria that they do it by so if city and youtube and the rest are deciding that this is our new criteria we're not going to lend you money we're not going to allow your videos to be shown unless you uh unless you match or fit into this criteria to me that's just capitalism like now you can you cannot get um you cannot borrow money from city you can go around city but and you can go around youtube but you know that's that's for the consumer to decide yeah. so and it's ultimately need, it's more yeah. important that these people are deciding like it's more advantageous to distance ourselves or to make a statement instead of being quiet on this right. because you figure gun, don't get me youtube makes a lot of money and gets a lot of um views and advertisements on gun videos they are, that's a large section of youtube they have a, right. a dedicated following so that is a, and, and a risk they're taking don't get me wrong we're not we're not in some like uh having some love fest with youtube if you remember if you've been listening for for since the beginning of the show we used to do this show on youtube um and we got fucked out of a lot of things on youtube to be quite honest because we would put titles up and we couldn't advertise on them and there because we weren't matching their criteria which is pretty much that like if you talk about politics and shit they're they are really weird about advertising with you um to some extent at least um because like and that makes sense to me you know like i get an advertiser not wanting to necessarily like if tide comes out and is like all right tdap you guys say fuck and trump way too many times for us to want to put our money behind that like Okay, that's fine. Fuck Tide. I'm looking I'll, at. I'm we'll looking change at, the name like, of the show to fuck now. Trump. We'll, just, we'll double down. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> right. So, but you know, like to me, this is like it's a business decision. So the yeah. you I can't get mad the, at them for the doing that. That's, is, the, that's the it's also the core of the demo the de- Republican Party being so uh, pro business. Like if a business decides this is in their best interest, you, you move to a different business. Like that's the whole thing about you know having a choice yeah. in a capitalist system. Move on, right? You know, some people pay more for flights without children. Other people fly on United and get kicked off. So, you know, whatever. But that's your that's your right as the consumer. So if you don't if if I was gonna don't I was gonna make a Roy Moore well, joke about some people get to uh, you know, molest children and then run for you know, government positions. But that seemed like too far. <laughs> Still hitting No, it's it's never a bad time to make a Roy Moore joke. Roy Moore it, He's the it, eternal punchline. Existence. He just <laughs> right, he is. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I I mean, maybe Congress isn't going to act on this. I would like to see. I think Congress might, though, um, and I think only because. But you know, I we've also, seen a token. I, they've already done like uh, small changes, and I don't even remember what they were. But they weren't. They're not going to amount to anything. But at least shows their well, willingness to maybe pass some legislation. I had high hopes when Trump. Made it a point to like call out the GOP and be like, "Oh, you're just scared of the the NRA," you know. I thought he was really gonna take on the NRA, but he didn't. But then he backed off of it. Yeah, like he almost immediately, within like a week, backed off of it, and that's because of his base. Like we we know that. Um, but I don't know, guys. As far as his base goes, if any of them are listening, probably not. Um, but. You can check back to the last episode. I think you're going to have a a bad couple of years coming up. Um, So I don't know that Donald Trump should be so focused on the 30% of people that, you know, made the difference for him before, because I don't know if it's, I, I don't know if it's worth it in the end. I actually think that what he should be trying to do and what we always think that a president should be trying to do is get people like us who you know, the audience can make up their own mind about how we are, but the way that I think we see ourselves is like, is actually as independents because like we are not, we don't draw party lines. We try not to. Um, I know that being said, I've, I've, I pretty much have an opinion of Trump that I don't think is going to change unless he has some like huge coming to God moment and completely changes his personality. No, I don't, Right, I get that. And yeah, I agree but but I, I believe my... there are there are enough people like there, uh, uh, popularity polls change. There's obviously right. enough of a, a percent of the population that you can sway one way or another. You know, there there right. are enough people that are kind of one topic voters. I would say, kind of. Yeah, I would say so too. And I think that like at least for us, like if Trump went like you said when he called out the GOP and said, "Look, stop being bitches uh, because of the NRA." Um, that's something that even though you and I very much dislike Donald Trump, I can say that was a good move. Like, good for you. For st- now, I'm gonna judge him on his overall character and his overall accomplishments. And so you're not probably like you're too far gone now to get my vote. Um, but there are people like you said, like there is a percentage of people that can be swayed, and if 
you know, if that is an issue that pushes you to that, like, I don't know. I just think that that's the person you should be trying to appeal to. The independents are the ones that are, are deciding elections over the last few. And, um, and I don't know if just, I don't know if the, the backing off of that type of thing for the, for the former base or for what is the base is going to be enough for him. So I don't know. I was disappointed too, though, when, when he backed off of that, because I mean, I expected it, but I was hoping that he was, I did too, but like he would shock me and actually like, because sometimes he does pick arbitrary fights and I would love if he picked a fight with the NRA and was just like, no, it's it's been bullshit. Well, and you know, like I I would actually get behind and be like, all right, yeah, fight this fight. Well, and he also picks fights with the GOP. Like, the one thing that we can say about him is he is not afraid to really take on anybody, even when it doesn't make sense. He's not afraid to take on anybody. So I could see him being the guy who, when the, you know, when Congress pushed back or something, to go to them and be like, look, dude, I'll just go to your state and go for the other fucking guy. Like, yeah, I don't. And, but what's yeah, unfortunate like, is like, that we, and we'll get into this later with a different, another topic, but he seemed to have just like kind of acquiesced and just given up on a lot of things recently and just kind of been like, here, you, you know, I'll sign it. You get your way, whatever. And I don't know if right. that's just because he's endured a year at this point of people leaving and his own people leaking and it's just become too much for him. He's like, well, screw it. It's stacked against me. I'm not even going to try anymore. Cause it kind of seems that way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I just know that uh, he's in that should be our mantra for the show. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll talk about yeah, it. But I, I, I don't know, know guys. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No solutions, but endless questions. Thank you all very much. Tonight, President Trump says he's willing to testify before Special Counsel Robert Mueller. Would you still like to testify to Special Counsel Robert Mueller, sir? Thank you. As his legal team was rocked today, Mr. Trump's lead outside attorney, John Dowd, resigned. Dowd has long opposed the president doing an in-person interview with Mueller and sparked a backlash over the weekend when he called for an end to the special counsel investigation, a move that may have set back talks between President Trump's and Mueller's teams. According to two sources, Dowd's ouster may have cleared the way for a face-to-face. As a matter of national security, I've signed this omnibus budget bill. There are a lot of things that I'm unhappy about in this bill. There are a lot of things that we shouldn't have had in this bill, but we were, in a sense, forced. If we want to build our military, we were forced to have. There are some things that we should have in the bill. But I say to Congress, I will never sign another bill like this again. I'm not going to do it again. Nobody read it. It's only hours old. Some people don't even know what it is. $1.3 trillion. It's the second largest ever. President Obama signed one that was actually larger, which I'm sure he wasn't too happy with either. Facebook stock taking yet another hit, down more than 2%. A backlash brewing after data firm Cambridge Analytica allegedly accessed the personal information of 50 million unsuspecting Facebook users. The closing bell, the Dow was down more than 700 points, a drop of nearly 3%. 
Contributing factors today, President Trump's announcement today of billions of dollars in new tariffs against China, sparking fears of a trade war potentially harming the U.S. economy. Also, the ongoing crisis at Facebook and the controversy over how the personal data of millions of its members was used. After a years-long bull market, the Dow has had a bumpy ride over the past seven weeks. Today's plunge bringing even more uncertainty. Alrighty, you like how we ended that last segment? It's just like, boop, we're done. Um, so, as I stated before, it's been a whole week since the last time we recorded. So, of course, somebody was going to leave the Trump administration, right? Um, so, McMaster's out, um, and Trump Trump's lawyer is out. And so, we'll, we'll go into those in a second. But I think the bigger story, because it seems to be um, the reason for some exits in the administration lately, is that the the Mueller investigation has another um, has another twist and and turn in it, right? So basically, as it always does, as it always does, basically, keep us entertained. Trump doubled down again on wanting to meet with uh, with Robert Mueller, which is he. D- well, yeah, they they kept pressing the question to him, and he just kind of like, yep, yep, I'd love to meet him. I would yeah. love to meet the man. <laughs> yeah, which like, shut up, don't say that. Just be like, well, I don't really need a. I don't see a reason why well, I would have to. Like, we know, we know he's perfectly capable of ignoring people when they're staring a hole through his head. He's done it on multiple occasions with reporters and, you right. know, like why, why given like that's why it, it lends credence to my whole theory of he's just given up at this point. Yeah, yeah, I, man, I don't know. Um, I, I do know though that. It was weird because as as they were pressing him on that question and, you know, he finally just was like, yeah, whatever. Um, it was he started talking to um, a new like some new legal people, like some new lawyers that he might have wanted to bring in to his team or whatever. And as a result, um, his lawyer, was it Dowd? Um, yeah, John Dowd. John Dowd, who was the head of the of his legal team involving the Russia thing, um, he resigned. Um, so now, so and what's interesting too is after the resignation, it was said that the the two people that he brought in to potentially add to the yeah team, Joseph and Joseph and Victoria. Uh, Townsing, I think is how you pronounce their last name. Yeah, they also decided no, they're not going to work on it. So, well, I think okay. So the the way I heard it is Trump decided not to hire two controversial lawyers. Is the way they spun it. Is oh, the way I was seeing it reported at least. I don't know which one is true. We may never know. Right, but but the fact I, of I the matter is the other way. He is no head like the head of his legal team involving this now has stepped away from it. Um. It, it, like he resigned and he didn't replace him with anybody. So 
and now that it's being said that which Donald Trump tweeted about this weekend, but said and said called it fake news. But it's being said you that, can you can say that about literally any topic. Donald Trump tweeted yeah. about it, and I would have believed it. <laughs> right, but basically, no matter, how, no matter how obscure, you could be like tennis. I'm like, yeah, he probably did tweet <laughs> yeah, about he, that. He probably did. Um, but it's being said now that the that there are a bunch of legal teams. Uh, or there's a bunch of lawyers that he's been talking to that are all saying no. Um, and so, yeah, he might find himself in an interesting position now where, or he does find himself in an interesting position now where the head of his legal team is gone and it doesn't look like anybody's really lobbying to, uh, to jump in there for him. So that's interesting. No, I mean, he's not the, I mean, like there's probably easier money out there that doesn't expose you to such criticism. And, you know, like if you make a mistake, you're going to have Trump on your, you know, bashing you on Twitter. That's got to be, you know, death for a lawyer. So as far as have a billionaire saying you're no good. So at the same time that all this is happening with his legal team, the, the, it is being said that the Mueller investigation wants to talk about, wants to talk to Trump about four things. Correct. Yeah. Okay, so you want to go into those? Yeah, okay, so, um, and this is not, this is reported by, I believe, CNN, um, so it's, they're, they're not saying it's the only thing he wants to talk to him about, they're just saying that these are, like, the, the four main areas that they've, they've, like, the Trump team and him have kind of, like, okay, we'll talk about these four, and that he could, but there's also the possibility they could bring up other stuff. Right. But, um, number one is the the highly scrutinized 2016 Trump Tower meeting between uh, a couple of Russians and several Trump campaign officials. Right, and that uh, was his, that the, was the Trump Junior meeting in Trump Tower. Right. Yes. Yep. And then number two, which is tied to that, his involvement in the uh, the misleading statement that was drafted about his son's role in the meeting, the one that was reported that he wrote, saying that they just talked about uh, adoption or whatever. Yeah. Um, number three would be his firing of both uh, of, of National Security Advisor Michael Flynn, and then number four, his firing of James Comey. Okay, um, yeah, which, which would all believe like if you if you look at all those, they're they're kind of conspiring and uh, obstruction of justice. Yeah, like so that, you can kind of see that's kind of where they're leaning for the investigation. Like everyone has believed. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. Like that was that's the trend that I see there is that those things seem to lead more to. I mean the the Trump Tower meeting is where you're getting conspiracy from possibly but everything else on there looks like looks like obstruction of justice whether it's the firing of his of his personnel or the you know drafting which, of uh, of the state which statement. honestly with what we know now like I don't know if that would be enough to be like I mean, the firing of Comey maybe, but it's such a hard thing to prove that you were trying to obstruct justice right. without, like, a, a smoking gun email. Did right. you see a little off topic? Not off topic. It's actually very on topic. Jimmy Carter came out and said that he hopes that even if Trump is guilty, that he doesn't get impeached. Really? No, I did not see yeah. that. Did he? He said that he would rather him serve out his term. He thinks that we have enough checks and balances in Congress and the Senate to to get us through this. And just to, he thinks it would be, I guess, harsher on the— the country to go through taking a president out of office than huh. to just let him finish which i wonder if he doesn't remember nixon like would, would he have preferred nixon to finish his term yeah i don't 
I don't know. That's an interesting thought. Um, yeah. Also, he really wants Mueller to uh, to say what he's found. Like, kind of like even if it's premature, he kind of wants to know. He, he thinks Mueller should tell everyone now if there is anything, so we can kind of quit talking about it. Really? Which isn't going to work. That would that would just inspire him more. Uh, conversation. Yeah, it would. Yeah. But you know where Jimmy Carter is coming from. Jimmy Carter is like the nicest human being on the face of the planet. Say what you want he, about he's his Ned Flanders. But he if, is, if we if we elected Ned Flanders, it would have been yeah, Jimmy Carter. Absolutely. Um and he like you know the reason that he's saying that, and I would almost guarantee you that his thought process here, which I don't know, I'm speculating, but but I would think that Jimmy Carter's reasoning behind that being harder on the country is because it would like it would tear us apart socially. Like, absolutely, if Trump gets, I think that's where he's coming from. Yeah, if Trump gets Um, removed, and uh, it will, because because people will be split fifty fifty, and yeah, like I get that. Um, it was funny though because my first thought was, did he have another heat stroke out there, being ninety years old, building a damn house for the homeless? Like, <laughs> he, like it was kind of shocking to hear him say this. Like, you know, he's he's a Democrat. He, you know, if he's playing ball with the DNC, he should be not be trying to get Trump off. Right. Yeah. No. And I don't think I don't think he is. I just do think that. I, yeah. Jimmy Carter. But I'm, I guess I'm so used to past presidents still playing ball. You see it with Obama. You see it with Bush. Yeah. Jimmy Carter. I'm pretty sure is like a pastor or some shit. Like he's. Like, I think Jimmy Carter is just like he went out on like he's in business for himself at this point. It's yeah. Just like. Yeah. I think he is. So I don't know. That's we should. You know, we only gave him one term. You know, can we? Re, you know, maybe that's where the Democrats need to look next year. Right. Yeah. No, I, I don't know about that. Next year he's going to be like a hundred and eight. So hey, we have we've had a, a non consecutive two termer before. So yeah, never say never. It's true. It's true. I don't think you'd want it to be honest with you, but. Um, I like, can imagine him in the White House doing all the repairs himself in like coveralls. <laughs> just <being> like, <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, I don't know, man. So it's interesting though that with this whole going back to the the Mueller thing, with like it, it's obvious. It's been obvious to us for a long time. We've been how long have we been saying like, well, of course Mueller's going to want to talk to him. The fucking investigation is about him. Why would he not want to question him? Um, and it, yeah, it can't end without them talking. That's, right. Yeah, that's the climax everyone sees. Yeah, and it makes sense that he would want to talk to him about these things. So that doesn't, like, none of that surprises me and at all. it's a historical precedent. Like, most presidents do have to appear before a grand jury. You know, I think most of our past presidents, I, maybe not Obama, but I think every other one, I'm almost positive, have. Yeah. Um, so, I yeah, I don't know. I I think it's definitely uh, I I think it's a bad time for him to lose you, li- l- pe- members of his legal team, you know. Yeah, and not be able to not to be able to replace them, and that's kind of a problem he's having in all areas of his staff of not of losing people and not being able to fill them with equal or better right. people. And so you're just leaving yourself in a worse position than you came in, which was rocky to begin with. Right, and so that do you uh go ahead. Do you do you think if if Trump uh testifies in front of Mueller that like like cities will empty people will just like not go to work that day to like yeah do you think yeah yeah you, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm sure it would be I'm like it'd be it would be like james comey kicked up to 11 i'm not gonna lie to you like whether my boss is listening or not like i'll probably try to pull it like i'll probably be like dude come on like come on let's just 
Let's all just take the day off. We could have a pizza party and let's let's watch he's, how this shit he, all just, plays. The out. idea of like it's almost the greatest reality show, reality show of all time. Trump like under oath, the possibility that he'll perjure himself on live TV. <laughs> the the like no. What's more dramatic than that? The absolute definence of like the, there's no way he doesn't. I think I made that word up, but there's no way that he doesn't. Um, that's a good. That's a good made up word. <laughs> There, there's no way he doesn't perjure himself. Now, what we're talking about too is the like type of Bill Bill Clinton type of thing, um, but that would mean that not only did he talk to Mueller, he would be indicted and there would be a grand jury. Um, because isn't that what happened? Like he was test. Well, no, Clinton was testifying to Congress, right? Yeah, so, and, he, and Clinton perjured himself by saying that he never had a sexual relationship with Lewinsky, and then it was proven that he did. Like, huh. incontrovertibly, yes, you so, did. And then, then he tried to backpedal and say, well, I didn't say, you know, it depends on what the definition of the word is, is. And that was a famously mocked <laughs> line of him trying to politic his way out of it. Right. Um, and, and I could see it happening here, too, where Trump, he boasts on something or he just, you know, like he does all the time. He says f- something that is, you know, just, you know, blatantly false. Right. And it would be a technicality, but I could see Democrats screaming for impeachment. Absolutely. And then, you yeah, know, it's going to leave people like us in a very weird position of okay, what did he actually say? Is that a crime? Yeah, right. Do, do the ends justify the means here? <laughs> like you know, <laughs> um, but the um, the big questions, right? So, but that bring that actually then let me pose this question to you because you actually I posed this in a different way um, last week. But if the We'll say we'll quote Mitch here. If the inevitable blue wave, um, if that actually does happen, if that comes to fruition in November, is that the first thing that Congress does? Subpoena him to come talk, or like, it? I've been thinking about this a lot. I guess it depends on where the timing of him talking to Mueller would fall in. Right. Like if if it happens, like say, two months before the election, and then he says some stuff that's kind of, you know, false or perjury-esque, and then we get, you know, the blue wave, I could totally see there being a push by some of the more liberal... Like, you've already seen it already. How many, There's been, like, a couple people already try to impeach Trump, and they know it, they knew it had no hope of succeeding, but I think that you're going to see it build, and it's, it's, it's going to be a wave of impeachment the same way, you know? Yeah. It's going to be a couple of fringe people, and then it's going to become more mainstream, and then it's going to be all the Democrats screaming for it. Well, if the Democrats... Well, and you know, yeah. too, if that does happen, like, it's not only what has he done and what can they call him to Congress. Like, it's any move that he makes at that point could be a reason to call him in. Like, they're, like yeah. he's going to have a fucking magnifying glass on him at that point. Um, I mean, he already has to an extent. You've had people saying, like, is he mentally competent enough to, you know, should doctors and psychiatrists, can they, you know, diagnose him from afar? Right. So much more than any other president. We've already had this, like, this magnifying glass up to this man's psyche, which has got to be hard. I know the presidency is already hard, and it's not making it any easier that everyone is watching him and criticizing. And, like, you and— like I would say in a typical situation that you should feel bad for somebody in that position. However, if I'm being honest with you, I don't feel bad for Donald Trump because Donald Trump brought that on himself. 
Donald Trump, the way that Donald Trump handles himself and the way that, like, remember, this guy applied and got the job of the most powerful man in the world. Like, being a dick kind of hurts your case. made fun of a person... This is a man who ma- he made fun of a person for being a POW when he himself got a medical deferment to not serve in the military. Right. Like, yeah, there's, yeah. Like, I, I get, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. So you know, it's hard to feel bad for Donald Trump. Um, it, like, it's there should be no one within the 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 range of my voice that has any problem with accepting that Donald Trump is a shitty person period like so it's hard to feel bad for him um you you can debate whether he's a good president or not it's a pointless debate because nobody's mind changes yeah um, I, I think it more comes down to do you believe in schadenfreude do you get uh, pleasure in someone else's pain right if you do you enjoy watching trump go through this if you don't it's just like a well this sucks for everyone involved yeah like, yeah the people making fun of trump aren't happy trump isn't happy like yeah. no one's winning here yeah yeah i don't know I fall somewhere in between that where it's just like, you know, I don't want to like, I don't like seeing anybody go through shit, but like some point, like I don't, I'm not going to feel sorry for you either, dude. You did this to yourself. You just, the only, the only people that get sympathy from Brandon are in a wrestling ring. That's yeah. Poor children on planes, apparently, as we discussed last week. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really defend them. Um, so, so, okay. Let's, talk mcmaster real quick before we before we roll forward um as i stated at the top of the segment the um mcmaster as we speculated last week has now been ousted from the white house and how many times has this happened where we talk about something i wonder if this will happen and then the next week you're announcing i know we talked about this and it did happen yeah well there's like it's kind of not hard to predict um, White House exodus at this point because, like, which is actually kind of scary. Like, well, there's not there's not think, many people left. Like, so. is there a point that can you fire everybody and then be like, if you're a one man government, then like, what? Like, I don't like to call people dictators here, but if you fucking have your whole staff and they're all gone, you know, like, yeah. Is it really a staff anymore? Right. Is it just, is it like just you running around at every desk, like pretending, answering phones, pretending you're your own secretary again? Let me put a parenthesis on that. That's more intended uh, as a punchline. I know my tone didn't suggest that, but I don't think that he's a dictator. Congress still exists. I get it. Um, but, you know, like, I don't know, man. It's weird that you've got a guy who doesn't have a staff anymore. And. He's a man without a country, almost. Oh, interesting. That was a good one. Um, oh, nice. I'm going to put a golf clap right there, you, just like a little uh, audience should. being like, woo. You should. I dig it. Um, he, But he is, kind of. And, like, I don't know, man. McMaster's not the last one either. Like, wait a couple of days, and the next person's going to drop. And it's just like, and now Republicans are – threatening to filibuster his replacements for these people. Um, Rand Paul has come out and said that he's going to filibuster his, his, the appointees that he's floated. Um, so 
I don't know. And then and then yeah. you have some information on Michael Bolton, right? Because he's the replacement. Yeah, and we had I believe we had even you guys had maybe had covered him back in the day before I even started coming on. Um because I, I know his mustache has made an appearance in all of our lives before. I never forget a porn stash and he's got one. I said um, did I, you didn't correct me when I said Michael Bolton either, but I did. Michael Bolton. I oh, did, oh my god, I didn't I, did say I think it. I'm, <laughs> I just I just slipped into like I've seen Office Space so many times it's normal to me that there's more than one Michael Bolton. Right. Um so John Bolton is the actual yeah, person. Yeah, John Bolton. <laughs> Michael Bolton's brother. Right. Um So uh yeah, he was a uh, he was a foreign policy expert. Uh probably the most diverse uh to serve as a UN ambassador. He uh he served in the Reagan administration, George W. Bush, uh both Bushes actually. And then he uh, served as a Bush lawyer during the 2000 uh, Florida recount. So he's been around a while. Yeah. Um, uh, but then he's had some, um, you know, he's really, he's a he's a real big war hawk. Yeah, he's pushed for that a lot, I believe, when it comes to um, the Middle East. Um, he was unable to secure a win uh, for a Senate confirmation after, you know, after he's put up. Uh, so he's he's already brought a lot of controversy in to begin with. Oh yeah, absolutely. Which it seems to be the only you know like Trump. The people he can get are people that just are lightning rods. Well, His CIA appointee is like a woman who has been you know ran an, a, a black site, a site where we tortured people. Yeah, which is like he does. The people who want to work for him are the people who are you know like are the John Aprios of the world right for lack of a better term well because the the few respectable people that he had are already fucking gone now and the you know like who's at this point especially when you're a year in and you see that like nobody's left like what's your incentive to go work for him just to have your yeah. name I mean, dragged through he... the mud and then be ousted besides family who, who does he really he has sessions left yeah sessions is still around because, even though he's being kicked like a wounded puppy well because sessions sessions knows that he's in a position though where like trump can't really do shit with sessions if sessions goes trump's going to get impeached like republicans will draw the line at sessions the republicans in congress are friends with jeff sessions they're not gonna let like they're not gonna let sessions get fired they're not. I just like. I still believe that. I said that a long time ago, very early on in the show, and I like. I still believe it. I. It's still on the board. Yeah, I do not <laughs> think that Jeff Sessions' job is in jeopardy, and I think there's evidence of that by the fact that Jeff Sessions tweeted talking shit to Donald Trump a month ago or whatever. Like Jeff. Yeah, Sessions, and he's he's. Like the only one to do that and stick around. Usually, when when someone talks shit on Trump, they're gone pretty yeah, quickly. He knows that he's got Trump by the balls because if he because if he goes, then it then then you start talking about obstruction of justice. And I think that Sessions has enough friends in Congress that it doesn't matter if they believe it or not. They will like they'll fuck him for that. Um, so like I yeah, I don't think Jeff Sessions hmm, is going anywhere, but I don't think anyone else is safe. Um, which is sad because the the person I want to see gone the most is Jeff Sessions. Yeah, no because shit. Because of his just archaic stance on everything, it, policing and drug policy, and yeah, Jeff Sessions is a fucking dinosaur. Women, and, I'm sure, and his mindset <laughs> is that of a dinosaur. Um, 
so in Jeff Sessions, I believe like that type of, I think that part of the Republican Party, like that mindset, um, is it makes it makes sense that he's respected in the Republican Party it because does. he has these. Um, he he is like the 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 typical Republican in his views, well, like yeah. almost just taken to a little bit of an extreme. But I think that the but I think the Republican Party is also you know we talked about in the last segment how city needs to adapt to the future of its conser- consumers or whatever. I also think the Republican Party is adapting because I do think that like I don't think that you, you used to be able to to kind of attach the Republican Party with like this Christian group of voters and this like and if you got down to issues like you can still attach them to the anti-abortion um, thing but they like the Republican Party doesn't yeah. seem to be as anti-gay and like you used to be able to yeah. attach or even as pro-value like family values because it used to be like you couldn't be a divorced man Right uh, on a second wife and and be a successful GOP candidate and with Trump we see a person on his third wife and they they accept that right you know, it's not an issue right. for them well anymore. because I, at least not for him no and I I believe it's still like it's an interesting interesting argument that I think it still would be an issue for most politicians I but Trump gets a pass on things yeah I do agree with you to an extent but I still don't think it's as big of an issue as it once was like. I think there's a lot more in like let's just look at 20 years ago, right? Multiple marriages are more common now than they ever have well, been. So yeah, that's, but that's I think, probably true. But I think if you look at the Republican Party on social issues as a whole, like I bet you that a very large portion of Republican voters would say like legalizing pot, like yeah, duh, that makes sense. Here's like that's a historic historically the Republican Party yeah. would be anti that. I also think too that like if you look at twenty years ago, um Republicans and Democrats alike both were were outspoken about marriage being between a man and a woman and they weren't open to the idea of gay marriage. And I would bet you a very large portion of Republican voters don't give a shit about that anymore. Like it's not a it's not a oh no we need to like they're fucking up family values we need to keep them from getting married i bet most republicans now um are 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 way more open to gay marriage and stuff like that i think there's the old school jeff sessions type that isn't but i think that that's portion of i think we're i think we're i don't want to say they're dying off but i think we're gonna i was going to move out of that like, as people get older i do i think they're dying off like i do yeah they're boomers i mean it's just every i mean just like in the same way that you know one day our views are going to die off when our yeah. great grandchildren are their majority voters you know we're going to be we're seeing the silent generation kind of go away and a lot of their core right american and you it's know, not, values are i mean receding it's not like this isn't anything surprising. I think it's funny because everybody's like, well, this isn't my America yet. You know, but what do you think that the people in 1970 who were used to the America of 1940 thought like, you know, like, or, you know, the the people who, uh, I always make this comparison of, uh, when they say it was like good old days of, of someone from the 1800s looking at us and being like, what, you don't send your children into coal mines. What the hell? (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know, like, when when was your America exactly? Right. So, you know, I just don't I don't buy the whole doom and gloom thing. I think that like we evolve as people, our ideas evolve and 
I think the parties are doing that too. But I think that, but I think for now, Jeff Sessions has enough connections in the, uh, with Congress that he's, he's probably safe. McMaster, not so much. General Kelly, watch out. You're probably on the chopping block too. Anybody not named Jared Kushner or Ivanka Trump is probably on the chopping block. Um, you, you hear that Don Jr.? He's coming for you. Right. Yeah. So, um, no, we'll let him get through his divorce first. Um, I will. Eric, Eric, then Eric's got to be the punching bag. Yeah. Right. Um, so, okay, let's move on now to something else that I actually wish that we could have gotten Mitch on this topic because I would have loved to have heard his thoughts on this. But I think we should go into something that really upset Republicans that Trump did this week. Um, he was kind of... Yeah, he, had Fox had Fox News upset with him he, for the first time. It had, I, like, it, had seriously. Sh- it had Sean Hannity upset with him for the first time. Yeah, um, that's... That's like that was like that was like watching a um like celebrity couple like publicly bicker like in YouTube videos. Yeah. Was, I mean that was like watching the breakup of Brangelina um you know to to some extent. Oh, um, you're, got, you're hitting what feels a, there for a lot of our listeners. I know, sure. right? No one knows. Nobody fucking knows. That's fine. <laughs> these young kids who don't know about friends. These God damn, damn it. Get off my lawn. Um so and get on YouTube and watch Friends. Donald Trump signed a budget deal. He was kind of put in between a rock and a hard place on this one, and he was put there by Republicans, too. And, you know, I, w- when we were talking about this, when we were texting about it earlier in the week, I said, like, they kind of fucked him. Like, they kind of showed him who calls the shots in Washington for real. Um, because what happened was they passed a budget deal, and that budget deal adds... $1.3 trillion to the deficit, which is not something that Republicans really want to want to own up to, um, nor does any party really want to. Especially wanna... not after a tax cut. You know, they're, they're, they were just handing out money, and now they're suddenly asked to do more with less. Right. Um, but they the timing of this was perfect because they passed this, Congress passed this, and they passed it the day before they went on recess. And if he didn't sign it the government was going to shut down and you don't want a government shut down while congress is in recess first of all not not your third in in a year right and we're not even to april yet yeah you know um so and you know this one would have been bad like if that would have happened no like democrats would not have been willing to reopen it because now they've got you by the balls like now you oh yeah especially considering the dreamer you know the date to to handle the dreamers just passed. They have no incentive to play. That the was the funniest at thing. That, point. that was absolutely the funniest thing to me too about this. That Donald Trump, when he signed the deal, um, which here's another thing too. Remember that this is the guy who authored the art of the deal, right? And we've seen. Well, I mean, hang on. We're gonna put the word authored in quotations yeah. here. A ghostwriter wrote it, right? He slapped his name on it. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> like most of the things that he is successful at is just throwing his name on something and charging a bunch of money for it. Um, Trump stakes. But um, we've seen how bad he is at negotiating, right? And what was hilarious about this was in the early morning or like the day before the bill 
passed Congress. He said, I will absolutely sign it. And then the morning that it passed, he was saying, nah, I'm going to I'm going to veto this. This is a shit bill, which I believe was his attempt at getting them to back down. And then they just didn't. And they were like, well, we fucking passed it. So here you go. And so he signed it um, begrudgingly. He was very he said like as he was. He also he said he would never do it again. He, like this is the last time he said he wanted. He sounded like a parent trying to discipline a child right. that just won't be disciplined. He and he's said, like, all right, well, you're not grounded now, but next time he said he wanted the Congress to give him a line item veto, which I believe is where when a bill gets passed, he can literally just like go in with a black magic marker and just like cross out shit nope it'll pass but not with this like i'm vetoing this part i'm vetoing this part and congress has to approve that and you know there's no fucking way they're gonna give it to him like there's no way they didn't they're not gonna leave him with a magic marker to make rules and go on vacation no there's no way no (laughs) and they're not gonna do it anyway they didn't the congress ronald reagan's congress didn't allow him a line item veto either like now nah, we're gonna keep our yeah. we're gonna keep our checks and balances here, and not Trump. Trump can get away with doing some unprecedented things, but but not everything. Yeah. So, um, and I'm sure it's not unprecedented. I'm sure it's been done before, but I like I would probably not put that in his yeah. hands either. But um, but like the we can agree that the the brunt of this bill is better for Democrats than it is for Trump's agenda, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, in it, he doesn't get, he doesn't get wall funding. He, all he got was, no, all he got was, uh, well, he got some wall funding that specifically cannot be used for the wall, for his wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and all he really got was a 600 billion increase in military spending, which is a lot of money, but that's not a lot considering he had to, this thing fan, you know, funded disaster relief, children's health insurance. Yeah. Um, opioid and mental treatment, uh, planned child care and development. You know, uh, planned parent, even the national endowment in to the arts. Um, yeah, like everything he wanted. Uh, uh, now there is some for infrastructure, which is nice. Twenty billion that'll go for highways, water. Yeah, uh, rural broadband, which I think is interesting that they're the way that putting money into the internet for the. It was funny because his comment on it was interesting too because he. Like, tried to spin it good and bad, good and bad, I feel. Um, he basically said that the reason that he did it was because of the, because of the military spent, uh, spending, or because of the military increase, and, in, like, so he touted it as a, basically as a victory in that sentence, but then said that, like, the, de- the Democrats didn't even put DACA in here, which is true, they didn't, but it was interesting that, like, I laugh at that because Donald Trump, like, because fucking two months ago, the Republicans were totally willing to let the government shut down over DACA as well. Like, we know who took the blame for that because Democrats did it. But, like, let's not pretend any of them really give a shit about that. They're going to do it because when they do it, they're going to do it because they have to, not because they actually want to. It doesn't affect them. So... Yeah. You know, spinning it as well. The Democrats didn't didn't put DACA in here. Oh, how bad! Like Democrats did accomplish a lot of other things for their base, and yeah, they they, they accomplished a ton considering they do not have the majority in any way right no. now. They don't have much power, and they got way more than because the the, the damn GOP is so split. They can't even agree on what they right. want, and it totally that, it that what they finally agreed on was like the like I imagine like Nancy 
Pelosky and Chuck Schumer looking at each other, being like, like with this look of like, we'll celebrate later. Don't let them see how good this is for right. us. I do think too, like if there was going to be a blue wave, like it's it is a tsunami now at this point. Yeah, I think so too. I really do, and I like I think it was primed for it anyway. The the party in power is always the vulnerable party, um, but. I think, too, that Trump is... Historically unpopular Trump. Well, and Trump is so, just so ungodly unlikable that, like, you're not going to slow down the momentum of Democrats. There is nothing. I know a lot can happen between now and November, but I don't think that there's anything that's going to kill the momentum of Democrats. So something has got to build up the momentum of Republicans. And 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 it's funny, like, I'm sure... Sorry, I'm sure you remember when um, the last midterms with Obama, Obama, you know, lost seats and he was touting, you know, a a pretty strong approval rating from giving, you know, universal health care from killing Osama bin Laden. He had some wins in his category and Trump really doesn't have any. Right, I mean, well, well you can say there's the tax plan, but that that hasn't uh, that hasn't really bumped up his numbers at all. Right, I mean, he's he's gonna stay straddling forty, like period like there yeah. because like i said that's the amount of people that watch the apprentice that's the base i love that i love that it's also the perfect age for people who um want to pretend they're young forever they just keep celebrating their 40th birthday <laughs> and like that's permanently where he's stuck at this arrested development right <laughs> there you go um yeah so i don't know the other thing that was funny about his statement um was that he accidentally complimented in his own way Barack Obama which I don't think he meant to do um but he said that like when he was talking about it he said that oh this adds 1.3 trillion dollars to the deficit um which is one of the biggest I think Barack Obama had one that was bigger so there was a shot at him but then he followed that immediately with which I bet he wasn't happy about either. And I was like, wait a minute, did you just give him a pass yeah. accidentally? And, <laughs> like, t- and not not only that, but something that will come up later in the episode, like, you do, see, I, my, my theory is holding true. He's starting to get depressed. He doesn't want to be here. I'm, I'm almost positive. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's even pulling back. Like, he's, he's starting to see sympathy for Obama being like, oh, it's the bully who starts to get bullied. And he's like, oh, is this what I was doing to people? Yeah. This is horrible. Yeah, this is this is bad. No wonder no one came to my birthday party. <laughs> right. Except the porn stars. Um so yeah, I don't know. But it makes sense why Republicans are upset about this. I like and Republicans should be upset about this. You like your party is in control. Um that yeah. I mean, and we, we that excuse, and I wish Mitch was here because I think he could speak to this more as someone who identifies more Republican. But but the man, that, it's got that be, excuse it's, that it's got to be hard to see this. That excuse that there's nine Democrats that are stopping this, like that, only holds so much water. You have the like you have both parties of Congress. You have the basically the fucking court on your side, and you have the White House. Like, and you're telling me that nine Democrats are the reason that you're passing. Bill spending bills that are basically written by Democrats. I don't know, man. That's a hard sell to me. Yeah, that, and and the fact that when you do write something, it's it's so diversive. It's or d- divisive rather. It's so you know, like people critique the hell out of it right away when when they do write a tax plan when they do come up with a, a Muslim ban. You know, right. 
they haven't had any legislation like we i was hoping with infrastructure we get one piece of legislation where they would roll it out democrats would look at it and be like yep we agree yeah but we have got nothing like that nope so i mean but democrats love this and like they came out and pretty much said it at a point i mean schumer came out and said this is a great bill for america like that was their way of like they're not trying to rub it in but Dude, they they are a little bit. They are a I little. Think, I think Cory Booker's Cory Booker's remembering that that face he pulled that Mitch <laughs> loves to make fun of, and this is his reve- this is his revenge. You know what? I am glad though about as you bring him up that we haven't had anything to say about him for several weeks because because I used to like Cory Booker a lot, and like there was a period there where he was like ah, he was just getting on my nerves because it was like man, it all just seems. It all just seems staged now, and that bothered me. And so I'm kind of glad that he's backed away from it a little bit over the last. Yeah, while. I I uh, I see him on Twitter all the time, and he's he has a very staged Twitter appearance and social media. I I I find most politicians do. It's like a PR for, firm is running their Twitter account. Yeah. his so much more so where it's like him looking for opportunity. Like, and we do it too. Look for opportunities to promote promote your brand, but it's just. It's a little more annoying when it's a single person being like, okay, you're not a brand, you're a guy, right. and I don't think I, I know the real you. But you know that you know that it's all for a run. He's going to run. Um, uh, maybe. I mean, it might come. I mean, if he can get it, maybe Kamala Harris will say something about that. Yeah, I don't know. Joe Biden? I think. Joe Biden's revenge? Yeah, no. I still think that. I think Cory Booker has the best shot, even now. Like, even, even though. You don't think that. You don't think the DNC is a little worried about we need to get back a little bit of the white working class and Absol- like Joe Biden is a white man? No, absolutely not. Because here's why. Be- you don't think so? Okay. Here's why. Because because I think that they feel, whether rightly or wrongly, that if they get the the African American turnout to be similar to Barack Obama numbers instead of Hillary Clinton numbers, then they're okay. And I think that because, like, I mean, you have to look at that. That played a part in the decision of Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Um, Black people did not show up as much for Hillary Clinton as they did for Barack Obama. And No, what's weird is that, like, uh, uh, they loved Bill, like, in the 90s, like, the— the black voter really turned out for Bill Clinton. Yeah. They did not have that kind of love for Hillary Clinton. No, and it, you know, and that makes sense too. We've said it a million times. Hillary Clinton is just as dislikable as Donald Trump is. So it doesn't surprise me yeah. that and voters Cory Booker would be a better in that respect because he doesn't have those kind of scandals, you know. Right. There's there's never been a well, and, him cheating or him with a, a porn star kind and of thing. And Cory Booker doesn't come off as establishment as somebody like Hillary Clinton like like no, and he's much more—he's much more millennial. He—he he plays the Twitter thing and the the Instagram game, you know, of living his life online to the extent that we expect now. Well, and he has a lot—I think a lot more appealing to like to—I think he has a lot more appealing um, mentality or the, theology. Is it he takes? Is it just me or the fact that he kind of looks like the guy from uh, Key and Peele? Uh, makes him a little more enduring <laughs> yeah because uh, like i might be yeah um because i want to see jokes i'm glad i'm just not just me um yeah just <laughs> but i don't know we'll we'll see it's just to me this 
it was a shocking thing to see over the weekend. I didn't even realize that we were going to potentially be talking about a government shutdown. And then when Trump signed the bill, avoid, averting it, um, you just started to look at the tactics here and you're like, wow, Republicans backed you into a corner too, huh? Like they, there's a reason that this passed the day before they went on, but they went in recess. And the the reason for that is because they knew yeah. they had him by the, the and, nuts. Like you're going to, that's, that's something I'm seeing. The, the more we do this, I'm paying attention to the fact that they, they pay a lot of attention to when and where things are scheduled to happen and play that to their advantage. Yeah. It's politics, baby. Which, which is why I think with, like, the Mueller thing, we're going to see that come up at a very strategic time this year. Yeah, I do, too. Like, I, well, we had talked about it a while ago, and I would bet you that somewhere around September, mid-September, we, well, although, we'll see. It depends on what they have, because I could also see... A, a July setup into a September payoff, I could see that, and then a aftermath during the November election. Maybe, but I could also see... Uh, a scenario where it depends on what they have again if they don't have anything then or if they have just enough that it would be a smarter move to do it this year yeah but if they think that like maybe they save it until the next election and see what happens there like the next presidential election because it's going to be a lot more effective that seems like I mean, I've been I've been the one saying it's going to be a multi-year thing, but it seems kind of a long time to wait to pull the um, the Trump and Mueller meeting. Like, yeah, I I didn't even mean to get us back on this topic because we this is not what we were talking. This is our first topic, and I just wheeled us right back to it. But. Yeah, no, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how all that plays out. But, um, all right, let's jump into something else here. What else do we have on the on the docket? We've got the Cambridge the, Facebook. Yeah, the Cambridge Facebook. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg lost a lot of money this week. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, a lot of people lost a lot of money this week. Um, but do you want to go into that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, okay. So Facebook stock plummeted this week uh, following the news that Cambridge Analytica misused fifty million Facebook users' data. And then the controversy hit Mark Zuckerberg's wallet. He lost uh, – he only takes a $1 salary, but he lost $10 billion in stock that just – the price really did plummet um, like 17.44 points uh, in a week, whichever – I don't know what that means. I'm not nearly smart enough to tell you, but it was was really bad. Um, And then what happened more recently is Cambridge Analytica – had their offices raided in London. The high court granted the data wa- um, watchdog a warrant amid claims the firm uh, amassed information about millions of people without their consent based on a, a 2014 quiz on Facebook. So the, uh, that's their whole thing. Is apparently they used a quiz to uh, gather people's data and then sold this to Cambridge Analytica or whoever who were then you know farmed out to Ted. I think Ted Cruz used them. The Trump campaign used them. Um, I know. Interestingly, they claim that they had 250 million like unique users' data on their website or whatever. So I don't know where they're getting that number from. Huh. Um. Yeah, I don't know either. I know that that none of that looks good for anybody involved. Um. 
And th- no, and then like one more thing, like uh, Zuckerberg. I don't know if you saw. Is actually today as of us recording this, he came out and like put full page ads in newspapers all over the United States and Britain, apologizing and saying they're taking this seriously. And the, there was a whole uh, hashtag delete Facebook trending, and they're they're trying to combat that. Yeah, I yeah, it seemed that that had that that had started going around. To me, like. So what do you think about it? Like, like what's your? I know. Well, I know. I, mean, I don't. I don't use Facebook, so I'm a weird person to ask because it's not a big part of my life. Um, I I do use so Facebook. I, like, I I did for I did for a couple of years, and I got off it about three or four years ago, mostly because I didn't. It was like you know, right around the time that the Trump and the primaries were all like. It was actually probably a year or two before then. But like I just I saw people arguing online and I didn't like I didn't I don't need to know that much about people I was I was having a less of lesser opinion about people I knew right. from getting a full access into their thoughts twenty four seven so I decided to take myself out of the equation yeah and I've actually loved it I think when I when I now talk to people I haven't seen in a while I, I we have catching up to do because I don't know what's going on in their life yeah that so like I I was fully support the delete Facebook hashtag like I think everyone should get off social media a little more yeah. but I I don't know as someone who uses it more you might stay more connected it might you know benefit from it more. yeah see I so I am the type of Facebook user that doesn't really like like I'll have conversations on like news stories and stuff like that, but like I'm not somebody that is posting my thoughts. Like typically, I used to be that guy, and I'm like, and you can ask. Did you did you post uh did you post pictures of your food, Brandon? I can t- I, I totally see. No, you as a I was never a foodie. Uh, what I was though, I used to be one of those guys that would randomly post like stupid lyrics and then just not explain them. That that's annoying as fuck. Um and. What oh I, I'm I'm like obsessed with knowing what song now I just want to know what lyrics uh, got um, an emo Brandon oh man I don't even know I know there's probably some modest mouse out there there's probably some like metal lyrics that I we'd have to go back years on the on the feed just, I imagine a screenshot of your feed being like one is the loneliest number <laughs> yeah. since the number one yes <laughs> um yes but you know but I use Facebook to to read articles um i use like whether they're news articles or i a lot of the information that i know about professional wrestling comes from uh comes from facebook because i subscribe to a lot of those fan pages and I, like that so you use as a news feed kind of to to like a, a news portal at right least. yeah so like that's kind of how i that's kind of how i use facebook um in fact, I probably see more shit from organizations than I do from people that I know on Facebook. Like there, because there are more. I probably like I have more companies or pages, fan pages, or just different shit on that I subscribe to than I have friends on Facebook. Probably, um, you know. So that's kind of what I use it to. But that being said, I probably took that fucking quiz. To be honest with you, like. Because I like that's also what I use Facebook for. Yeah. That's another thing. I'm I besides like okay maybe one wrestling quiz you got me to take recently. I can't say never, but I'm not one of those people that take 
online quizzes or cl- I don't I never click on ads. Uh, whenever um, see my thing is that like they yeah. know they they're good at the psychology. Whenever I feel like I'm being challenged by an article, I'm like, "Oh yeah, you think I don't know that many tag teams? Let me tell you something, Mr. <laughs> author." <laughs> and then I bet you can't type in your own social security number, Brandon. <laughs> right. And then I get all pissed off cuz I'm like, Man, I'm like 17 questions into this, and I fucked up four of them. Should I just start the quiz over? Like, I really want to be better than the average. You're like, I'm not giving them proper information, and I'm going to skew the numbers. I'm going to skew the numbers. This whole thing is rigged. Um, so <laughs> Fake polls. Yeah, so I don't know. So that, so I don't know where this puts me, though, with with Facebook, because like it's obviously bad, and, and it's bad for the political uh the the people affiliated with politics that are involved with this Ted Cruz and you know the Trump campaign and whatnot like that's a bad look on them um but and it's a bad look on Cambridge and it's a bad look on Facebook um I don't know if this will affect my Facebook usage though honestly because yeah and that's the thing I don't know like as as grand as it is to, to hashtag delete Facebook I really don't see most people deleting Facebook no. I don't see the average person caring about this enough. I think they you're talking about a, a website that you give you freely give up your personal information to so the fact that they're like stealing it like all right well you're already giving it so like yeah there's kind of a willingness there to begin with right yeah and I think too that we live that our generation is unique and and the generation uh behind us is unique in the, in the sense that like we've had technology for the majority of our life so like we don't we're, we've gotten so desensitized to those things that how many apps are there that when we add them on our phones or on our devices or whatever they're like well we want access to all this shit in your phone and we don't read it we just say okay like Everybody yeah. owns our shit. We give that up freely. Um, what's funny too to me is when I, I like I'll hear people in our generation a lot of times. We, our generation loves 1984, and they talk about the Orwellian society a lot. And I understand the comparisons that they made, but we created this. Like we fucking did this. Uh, it was like we we read 1984 and we're like, oh, this is something to be like aspiring right. to. Like yeah. I mean, you know, blame Cambridge. Big Brother is so great, yeah, man. Yeah, blame Cambridge all you want, but, like, if they didn't steal it from you, you were going to give it to them anyway. No. They're they're playing a game that was invented a long time right. ago. And they're just playing it. They're playing it with new yeah. tools. So, you know, I think it really comes down to the user. The Each person that's using platforms like these, whether it's um, – you know, Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Like, you have to be responsible yourself. You have to know going into it. Like, there's a reason that there's not a lot of pictures of my kids on my Facebook because I know that Facebook owns that shit. So if I was... If I went over to my parents' house today and my parents told me that, oh, by the way, every picture of you that's ever been taken from every moment in your life was uploaded to this platform and they own it like i would be upset about that i'm not gonna do that to my kids although although if we're if we're if we're being honest with our parents i think it'd be like a digital picture of an old photograph because they don't (laughs) yeah right um 
Oh, so this gets taking, to an interesting question, though. That's taking shots at old right. people. How dare I? You're becoming one of those more by the day with kids. I now. know. I'm becoming grayer. My my so, beard didn't have this much gray hair when we started the show. I'll tell you that. So, are are is having kids like being in the president where you age like ten for every one year? <laughs> yeah, you're in there. I don't know about that. Like, I don't know if it's if it's that ridiculous. I know that there are there are portions like the portions where you can't fucking sleep for months at a time. Those are kind of shitty. Um, but that. <laughs> doesn't last forever either so um you you hope well i unless this one's different than his brother like i'm fairly confident at some point he'll sleep we all do um Eh. but for right yeah right now we don't so um all right so the last one i'm going to get into is a little bit more lighthearted, and it's actually like a weird almost deja vu because this has happened before but (laughs) donald trump this has been a very trump heavy episode if you haven't noticed um trump and biden got into it cage match style over the airwaves and it's ridiculous speaking of wrestling we're gonna keep making referencing wrestling jokes yeah like no matter what no shit you know it's funny dirty little secret here um for the last couple weeks um i like I got my TV and shit all hooked up down in the in the studio now, and so I've been in the background. I've had wrestling on; it's on mute, but I've had like these compilation DVDs playing as I've been recording the show. So every once in a while, I'll like look up, and like right now, Linda McMahon is about to get her ass stunned by Stone Cold as he has just stunned the entire McMahon family. Um, but yeah. So that so there's a lot of wrestling that goes on, and, and there's, um, there's always the chance that one day you're gonna look up and see Trump beating up someone with a CNN logo over their head on a Raw. <laughs> yeah, except they won't have the CNN logo over their head because that would. Be I don't know. Vince weird. might. <laughs> he supports Trump so much. I mean, they gave you know Linda a job. He might change it on the network. That might be the official right, way it yeah. goes. <laughs> maybe, maybe so. But so interesting. Enough. Like they got back into this uh, several months ago, maybe a year ago. They had taken shots at each other. Um, but and I'm pretty sure isn't it the same line? Didn't B- Biden just repeat himself? Yeah, he I'm actually sure he, a year he, ago. he literally just said, "Hey, a year ago I said this line," and then yeah, just said like, "Is that what it was?" Yep, and then just said, "I I stand by those views." Yeah, um, which was weird that Biden even brought it back up. Like in 2020, the man, but he's, then he's gearing up for that run, right? Like a marathon. So that runner. line, so that line was if he dis if Donald Trump disrespected women or whatever that he would take him behind a gym and beat his yeah, ass. Yeah, like I've been in a because they said it was locker room talk. The Billy Bush tape was what it was referencing to, and he said like if I've been in a lot of locker rooms, if anybody would have had that little respect, I would have taken him. You know, taught him a lesson or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and so then Trump, of course, responds to it again and is like, oh, they would have just taken him down and he would have been crying so fast. And, like, I don't know why that was my Trump impression this time, but it just fucking ridiculous. Shut up. Grow up. Biden, too. Like, honestly, I do like Joe Biden. I'm not ashamed to say that. I know Joe Biden is like Uncle Joe and he he definitely is Mr. King of the gaff. Um, like, I get Uncle it. Uncle Joey from uh, like, Full House is what he always reminds me of. Right. But I like, but I genuinely like him as a person. Like, I think that, 
Like, I think Biden is somebody that you could sit down and, like, talk to and, like, shoot the shit with. Um, you know, so, but again, this is, this is dumb. Like, this was dumb for him to bring it back up. It was dumb for it to become another story this week. Trump, shut up. Like, know when to not swing down. You don't need to, you don't need to comment on everything. You know, you should never say Meryl Streep's name. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, just. I have, it, I have a feeling in go. like four years we'll find out that Trump had a secret YouTube account where he's like, like putting put, writing comments on everything that like everybody criticizing him because he right. seems he yeah. seems to reference anybody it, that talks about him. Who's this Donald Donaldson guy or Daniel Dan- or whatever the fuck his name is? Um, I don't know. That's that's the name he used right on the non disclosure agreement. Oh Lots yeah, it was yeah. I forgot he had a fake name. Uh, okay, do you remember yeah, when he was? He... Why did not acknowledge my joke, Frank? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? I when... need validation. I, oh, I'm aware. That's why you had two kids. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? Nice. Do you remember when Trump pretended to be his own uh, uh, press secretary or whatever? Yeah, and yeah, which time? Well, the, the first time he his name was his fake name was John Barron, and then he later on named his son. Baron, so I just love the lack of <laughs> the lack of originality to be like, no, I didn't. I wish it. <laughs> the only way it could have been better if it was like Red Baron, right? <laughs> like, I'm just gonna do it. Um, man, I wish they were a sponsor. That would have been a great way to work it in, right? Somebody call me. I want pizza and money. Yeah. Um. Right. Anyway, I think the pizza money is a good place to end it. So, um. I believe Mitch will be back with us next week. I, in fact, I know he will because I've we've already I've already talked to him a little bit about uh, about scheduling for next week. So we'll get back to that. Um, and uh, yeah, remember to follow us on Facebook. Don't delete Facebook at least for the time being because you need to follow just, us. Just just on Facebook. Get rid of every unfriend everyone but us. That's that's the safe. Bet. We will <laughs> right. never ask you we, to do a survey. Right, we and we won't sell your shit. Um, so uh, follow us on Facebook and Twitter at TDAP2017. Um, remember that episodes are available yeah. weekly on like iTunes. Like and subscribe. Google Play. Right, like, subscribe, review us on iTunes. That would be awesome. Um, we appreciate those. And share our shit with your friends. And, yeah, until next week, here is the most honest and obvious alternative fact of probably the entire show so enjoy what advice would you give to the 25 year old donald trump knowing what you know today don't run for president